This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by Gas Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Well, uh, we thank God. I want us to uh, look unto the Word of God. So we're going to start by looking at Psalm 91. And, uh, you know, this is the psalmist, and he's talking about what God will do. You know, the fact that God allowed the psalmist to share this and to write this, it means that it is his promise to us. Uh, that God will definitely do what he commanded. Yeah. Now, uh, let's look at verse 9. You know, Psalm 91, verse 9. The Bible says, Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. You know, you have made God your dwelling place. In other words, uh, you have settled in God. You have uh, settled. You are there. The Lord is your dwelling place. You know, it's, it's where your home is. You know, that is a key, you know, that we make the Lord our dwelling place. Uh, you know, when you're visiting and you are outside there and you, you always desire to come back home, you know, to go back home. And when you get to your home, you, you settle. You know, you, uh, you, it's your home. You are there. You know, it's your dwelling place. You rest. You know, you know that you're secured. You know, the best place to be happy at is at your home. You know, so that's why your home must be, you must make it comfortable uh, for you, you know, the way you want it. Because if you are not comfortable at home, where will you be comfortable at? You know, so... Uh, now, when the Bible talks about that, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, in other words, you're resting there, you are relying on God there, you're depending on God there, and uh, you're saying, God, I am, my, my hope is in you, God, I am resting. I know that I can, I can just rest, you know, I'm not anxious when I'm, I'm, I'm at home, you know, but it's home. I am there. I am I'm totally uh, resting in God. Uh, and that's how the Lord should be in our lives. He must be our dwelling place. God must be our dwelling place. Must be where we come and we just rest and we just relax and we just say that God, this is uh, where I am. This is where I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm resting. This is where I'm depending. You know, this is where I am settled. You know, I am settled in you. you know, I'm not just thinking that, oh, maybe there is another place where I will be. There is another place better than home. Home, it's, it's the best place for everyone. And so, uh, now here, the Bible says that because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, you know, you have made the Lord your dwelling place, that God is where you dwell. God is your home. God is where you settle. Because, you know, you, you, are not, you are not saying that, yes, I am God, but there are other things that I'm trusting. 
you're only trusting in the Lord. You're only depending upon the Lord. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. You know, that the Most High, it's your refuge. And it says, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. you know, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. So the more I trust in God, is the more God will make sure that no evil shall be allowed to befall me. And no plague, uh, plague come near your tent. You know, God won't allow sickness to come near my tent because I am trusting in him. Now, even if it comes, you know, God will deal with it. Now, look at the following verse. It says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Now, remember last week we mentioned and we talked about that we cannot pray angels. We cannot speak direct to angels, you know, but uh, we pray unto God. You know, we speak to God. We communicate with God. And so God is the one who gives instructions to angels. You know, we are praying unto God, and he says that he will command his angels concerning you. you know, so God will uh, give his angels concerning you. you know, he will command his angels concerning you to do what? To guard you in all your ways. You know, so the angels of God will guard us in all of our ways. You know, God will guard, uh, he will command his angels. He will give instructions to angels. See, these angels are there waiting on God for the next instruction. Yeah. And so, when we communicate with God, God, when he sees fit that the angels of God must guard us, must protect us, you know, he will command his angels to guard us and say that, there is my, my son, Stephen. There is my daughter, Mpo, you know, uh, that go and take care of, of them. You know, go and protect them. You know, guard them in all of their ways, wherever they go. His angels are there to guard you. And so we need to be trusting God that, God, you're guiding us wherever we go. God, we know that your angels are there for us. Your angels are taking care of us. Your angels are protecting us in all of our ways. Your angels are there you know, making sure that we are safe. We are safe because your angels are there. God, we are trusting on you. God, we are depending on you, you know, to, to guard us in all of our ways. You see, the angels of God are capable of doing that. You know, whether we are on a boat or a ship, you know, right in the ocean, the angels will be able to guard you in that ship. You know, whether we are on a train, and the angels of God will make sure that the train is protected simply because of you. You know, if it goes to that extent, that he will guard the whole train because uh, you are his child, and you are there in the train. You know, whether there is a car, you know, that God will protect you, will protect that car. Even if it's a public transport, God will protect it. 
you know, just because you are there. And so we need to, to know that wherever we go, we trust God that his angels guard uh, our lives, his angels protect us, his angels are able to go there. You know, I have this imagination in which I believe that it's true, you know, that when you think about uh, when you're driving on the road, that how just one car can just, you know, develop a mechanical failure or will come off, you know, something, or somebody gets sleepy and, and uh, just goes, you know, comes into your lane, and how uh, you as innocent, you're obeying all the rules of the road, and, and somebody else, or maybe even, you know, somebody who's drunk, even as it's festive seasons that, uh, you know, many people are out there just drinking and uh, driving, and, you know, so they lost, they lose a sense of what they're doing, they can't keep straight, and find that the car is coming into your lane. You know, I, I have this uh, sense that I believe that where I go, you know, that the angels of God are there going you know, in front of their car. I believe that, you know, and, and I'm making sure that they are keeping cars away from my road, you know, that as I go, they are there running, flying, you know, whatever in front of me, and they are keeping uh, the, the cars away. I believe that, you know, really, I believe that, and I, and I trust that, you know, uh, that's what we should be doing. You know, we, we need to be imagining and thanking God that God, your angels are so powerful. You know, angels are there going before us and just making sure that they protect us. You know, so that's what we should be uh, knowing and understanding, you know, that he will give his angels charge over us to guard us in all of our ways, that the angels of God will guard us. They will protect us uh, wherever we go. You know? And so, I, I, w w when I drive, I don't drive, or maybe I'm working, or I am somewhere, I refuse to be in fear. You know, I refuse. Yes, I am careful, you know, and, uh, but I refuse to be in fear. You know, that, wow, you know, think of uh, what if that one crosses here. Yeah, so my what if is what if the angels of God are there? Or my response to the what if, what if the car comes in here? You know, uh, my, the answer to that is that the angels of God will deal with that what if. You know, that I'm not going to be under stress. I'm not going to be under fear, you know, in fear. And, uh, you know, just thinking that, oh, the car might come and uh, cross. No. I believe that God is protecting me. I believe that God is guiding me in all of my ways. And that's what I want you to be uh, living your life like, you know, that the angels of God are there protecting you wherever you go. You know, whether you are in an airplane and you're flying uh, to somewhere, uh, you know, believe that the angels of God will guard you. you know, even if then angel, uh, uh, the airplane loses its engine, you must know that God, just believe that God will guard you. He will take care of you. And so we need to have our faith in God, that God, whatever it takes, he will guard me. 
he will assign his angels to make sure that I am safe and I am protected. And so, even now, in, uh, during these festive seasons, we need to be trusting God more, more, that God is sending his angels to guard us. You know, we don't put our faith in, oh, that if this angels or that angel, we put our faith in God, that God will send his angels, has already assigned his angels to guard us in all of our ways. Remember that, I think it's in part one, where we talked about uh, that the angels uh, of God have been assigned. They are guardian angels uh, that Jesus, they, they brought to him little children and, uh, uh, and, and you know, they, they, they actually, that, that he should bless them and the disciples were stopping the parents stopping the children from coming. And then Jesus said, Lord, let the little children, you know, come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of God. And he prayed for them. And he says that their angels are there before God. And so the angels of God are waiting on instructions. Their angels are there. God, what are you saying about Steve? God, what are you saying about Mpo? You know, how should I protect them? You know, how should I take care of them? You know, God, what about Ezekiel? You know, God, what about uh, Tebiso there? You know, whoever it is, you know, God, uh, the angels are there. You know, that whoever, that person that you have, you have assigned me to guard against, what are your instructions? And when God says that, look, there is the plan, Satan has planned to do this, you know, please go there and take care of that person. The angels of God will rise there and take care of you. And so God has assigned his angels to guard us. And they will intervene in, in situations. So we need to be trusting God that God, your angels are guarding us. Your angels are protecting us. Your angels are taking care of us wherever we go. Your angels are there helping us. You know, your angels are always... Uh, leading us, uh, that uh, uh, you know, sh saying that, oh, this is this is uh, how you should go. The Holy Spirit will be working together with angels just to make sure that you know the angels of God are there for us. And so God assigned His angels to do assignment. You know, and I want us to look at one of the assignments that God gave. Uh, to his angel. You know, there was this man uh, who was so powerful. And even the time of Jesus, he was, he was so powerful, Herod. Uh, and there are different Herods that lived over time. You know, just like we know that there are different Caesars that lived you know, over time. And uh, so and, and unfortunately, all of them, if not most of them, most of them, if not all of them, were, were not okay, were evil. You know, they were feared. You know, and, and when Jesus w was born, there was this Herod, Herod the Great, uh, and he was feared the most. I mean, uh, just think about this one who was assigned, who was assigned, assigned, 
babies to be killed. Uh, and, you know, people who do such things, I believe that they are inspired by demons. Uh, that there is no way that you can assign somebody to be killed. Babies, you know, above all, babies. Uh, innocent babies to be killed. And just simply because you want to eliminate your rivalries. You know, people that will compete. Because they hear that, you know, there is a, there is the, uh, the king who is born. And he said that, you know, uh, that king. And I just think about it. He's two years or whatever. He has just been born. And now you want to kill all two years old and, and under because there is only one person who has, uh, you know, who, 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 who appears to be a challenge to you. Yeah. And so, uh, this Herod was really inspired by demons and he was, he was doing bad. Yeah. And so, uh, and when he died, there was another one, you know, he came through, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and that's the one when Jesus was to be crucified, that he, he wanted to hear this Jesus, he always heard about Jesus, that he's doing great wonders, and, you know, he wanted to hear, and so uh, they brought Jesus to him, so that is the Herod, he was equally Evil, you know, just like his father was evil. You know, he was evil. Now, this is the Herod here that we read about. That, you know, the way he was evil, look at verse 1. In Acts chapter 12, uh, verse 1, it says, About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He terrorized the church. You know, this Herod, he was evil. And he says in verse 2, he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Uh, he killed James. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, all of this was, he was doing it to please the Jews. He proceeded to arrest Peter also. You know, and this was during the days of unleavened bread. You know, unleavened bread, meaning that it was the days... Uh, at least here we can say that it was at least a year because uh, the last time it was unleavened brain, that was when Jesus was uh, crucified. Yeah. So unleavened bread again. So this is another year, maybe two, three, four years uh, down the line. You know, the church has been established or, you know, whatever years, uh, 10 years maybe, the church has been working and James and Peter have been leading and so he arrested James, you know, the leading people. He arrested Peter, you know, uh, also. And he killed James. And uh, uh, so he saw that he pleased the Jews. So the Jews now were upset that this, uh, this new thing has come up, uh, that it's called Christianity. And this is what they are doing. They believe in the following in Jesus. And so this... Herod wanted to please the Jews. And so he arrested uh, Peter after he killed James and put him in prison. Yeah. And uh, what happened? Yeah. 
And, and verse 4, when he seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, you know, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. You know, so to four bands of armed men. Yeah, I don't know uh, squads, how many people are we talking about? Yeah, but... Uh, you know, it was a group of people, you know, four groups of soldiers that this, this Herod uh, took and brought in. Otherwise, this was a secure place, maximum prison, that there is no way that this man uh, would escape. Uh, there is no way that this man would just come out of, uh, out of a prison because I have really arrested him and secured his arrest. And so Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. So when he was in prison, earnest prayer was made by God. I mean, was made by the church. You know, the church, believers, were now praying unto God. You know, they have few days here, left. Uh, it was during 11 bread. You know, we don't know how far in the week uh, uh, that, that time was. Uh, and he intended that after the Passover, you know, that uh, when the Passover has, has left, you know, whether, I mean, when the day, the day where Jesus was crucified, the Passover you know, was done, that he would kill him. You know, he would, that's, that was his intention, you know. And when Herod was about to bring him out, so he, Peter is now being in prison for some days at least, you know, waiting for the Passover. And he arrested him during that week of the unleavened prayer, you know, and there was the Passover. And then after the Passover, he knew that, you know, I am going to release him and I am going to kill him. It yeah, says here, when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, you know, that very night. Now, the possibility here is that, you know, that the Passover finishes uh, in the evening. And so, when a sunset, you know, that's when the day starts and ends. It starts in the evening, previous day. And it finishes on, you know, that day in the evening. So probably, you now the Passover has passed. The possibility is that. And it's in the evening. It's waiting that in the morning I'm going to bring him out and I'm going to arrest him. Now all this time, the children of, uh, of God, the church, have been praying for, for, uh, for Peter. Yeah. And it says here, uh, you know, he was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains yeah, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. So there were soldiers everywhere. You know, and behold, now look at this. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him. Yeah. And so there there were these two, angel, uh, two uh, soldiers that he was bound to, 
uh, that were protecting him. And they were also, uh, he, and Peter was sleeping. So there were soldiers there. And he was bound with chains. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he says, behold. Now, when the Bible says behold, in other words, it just appeared. All of a sudden, it just happened. You know, behold, right there and there, the angel of the Lord stood next to him. Yeah. And so I believe that the angel of God had been standing there uh, all this time. So, but, but now... It was time for action, and God made it possible that the, uh, the angel would manifest. And so he then appeared, you know, stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. You know, when he manifested, the whole cell where he was kept, a light shone in that cell. And he struck Peter on the side, you know, right side of his face, on side of his body, you know, but on the side and woke him up you know, and saying, get up quickly. And when Peter, you know, stood up, the chains fell off his hands. You know, I mean, just imagine the chains just falling off his hands. And the angel said to him, dress yourself and put on your sandals. Yeah. I mean, Peter was resting. He was there resting, he had even taken off his sandals, taken off his coat. And so the angel is speaking to him, you know, put on your sandals, put on, dress up, put on your coat. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your clothes around you and follow me. You know, tie your belt and follow me. So the angel now was walking before Peter. You know, there is Peter. Yeah, and he's... He's walking before the, uh, uh, after, you know, behind the angel. And he went out and followed him. Now, where were the angels? I mean, where were the, the soldiers? You, know, you see, the soldiers, uh, they are, I believe that their, uh, their senses were suspended. You know, they, they, maybe God struck them with blindness and, you know, uh, everything was just put on hold. And I don't know if they were aware of what happened there or what was happening there, you know, but the angels just took care of Peter. Yeah. And so he followed the angel. You know, he did not know that what was happening done by the angel was real. Yeah. Look here. The, what the angels are doing it's real. You know, what the angels are actively involved in, it's real. Uh, and so I believe that the angels are real in my life. You know, and I believe, I, 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 should, I trust that you should also believe that the angels of God are there in your life. You know, are actively involved, are intervening in your life. Look, here is Peter who was supposed to be killed. Yeah, but, and the church was praying. You see how effective our prayers are? You know, and when the church was praying, you know, God sent his angel or instructed his angel appear to Peter. And when he appeared, a light uh, 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 shone in the cell and everybody was just suspended. You know, what he's saying here is that what we see, 
what is natural, you know, what we can see, it's subject to what is spiritual. You know, that it, the natural, it's not above the spiritual. The spiritual, it's above the natural. Let me put it this way. The scientific, it's not above the spiritual. The spiritual, it's above the scientific. You know, yes, you had me right. You know, that the spiritual is above the scientific. You know, that the scientific might be there. So that is why we need to be believing in the scientific. Even if it, I mean, in the, in the spiritual. Even if the spiritual is not scientifically making sense, but we believe in that. We are believers. We are Christians. You know, so don't silence us. Don't try to minimize the supernatural in our lives. We believe in the supernatural. We believe you know, that God is working by His Spirit. We believe in that. Yeah, and so we believe that the spiritual supersedes the scientific. You know, we believe that. Yeah, and so, here, here is the angel going before uh, Peter, and Peter is following. And Peter is wondering, is this real? You know, is this actually in the scientific world, you know, is this happening? You know, and, and, but he's following. Thank God that he's following. He's a believer. He believed in the power, the waking of angels. He believed in that. So he's following. He's following. And he's going. You see, if he was not uh, believing, he would, not, he would not have followed the angels. But he believed. He knew that the angels are waking. And angels are powerful, and angels can suspend all natural causes, all natural laws, and can suspend, just like Jesus suspended the Jesus can instruct angels to suspend all natural and scientific thing, you know, that it's out there. And so uh, he followed him. He thought that he was seeing a vision. You know, thank God, but he followed him. And when they had passed the first. And the second guard. Yeah. And where were those guards? They were there, just, you know, paralyzed, not knowing. I'm not sure if they were even aware of what was happening. But they passed the first guard. And then they realized these guards are not responding to him. You know, the first, you know, the second guard. Yeah. And they came to the iron gate leading into the city. Right now at the gate that is, that is now leading into the city. They, come, they came to that gate and what happened? It opened for them on its own. Now, there were no remote controls during those days. Yeah, but uh, God what, intervened and just opened it. And it opened on its own. Yeah, 2,000 years ago, before batteries were invented, before remote controls were oh, were invented, there was none, none of those things. But uh, it must have been another angel, you know, that stood there and just opened the gate. Yeah. And he was not seeing probably that angel. He just saw the, the gate opening on its own. Yeah. And so the gate, when they got there, uh, it followed, yeah, the, uh, uh, it opened for them on its own, and they went out and went along one street. Yeah. 
And they came to one street. They just went down the street. And as he was far away from where the, the prison, uh, where he was kept, yeah, was far enough. And immediately the angel left him. You know, he just stopped uh, appearing to him. You know, the angels, he looked. There was no angel uh, right here. Yeah. And when, when Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure. Listen to this. He says, now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. He says, now I know that the hand of the Lord, that the angel, that God, God himself, sent his angel and rescued me from all from the hand of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting. And when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. So these people were praying. Praying also during Passover, during Easter. They were praying, praying for Peter. And when he knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's face in her joy, she did not open the gate but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it is his angel. Yeah. So they, they knew that, or maybe, they, they talked about, they knew about the guardian angel. They said, okay, maybe... He's seeing his angel. You know, but Peter continued knocking. And when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But he motioned to them with his hand to be silent. Yeah. So it must have been an, a, a number of people. You know, if there were three, he would have said, please. I mean, he would have spoken over them. You know, please be silent. You know, but it must have been a great number of people. So he motioned you know, with his hand, and that they should be silent. He described, and when everybody was quiet, he described to them how the Lord brought him out of prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to the other and to their brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. You know, now the fact that he said, tell this, to James, so meaning that James now had gotten saved. Remember, James got saved after Jesus was crucified. You know, and uh, so this must have been now years after Jesus was crucified, that now James is not only saved, but he's also one of the leaders in the church. And I say, tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Uh, you see, this... Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. And in verse 18, now when the day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what it had become of Peter. There was no little disturbance. Now when the Bible says there was no little disturbance, it means it was a lot of disturbance. Yeah. It was a lot. People were now shocked. What has happened? You know. And after Herod searched for him, and did not find him. He examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. 
Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. So he was, he was very angry you know, that these soldiers had let Peter out. And so he commanded all of them, you be killed. You know, you die. And they died. So you see how angels can intervene in our situation. Uh, that they can work for us. They do work for us. Uh, and they will be there for you. So even when you're, you're out there, uh, you're in a public transport, you know, the angels of God are guarding you, protecting you. you know, never, ever be scared of anything. Uh, and uh, the other day, this week, and, you know, I was helping Pastor Lloyd to get back. You know, he had come to collect the car to get back to the, uh, the border and so, you know, help him with the paperwork and so forth. So I went with him until Messina and then I came back by, you know, taxi on a public transport. And, you know, can you imagine? I was in a, in a taxi for two hours uh, waiting for it to be full. Hey, you know, it was an experience. Anyway, I was there. And then... Uh, and, and when I was there, I was just thanking God that, you know, God, your angels, you know, are there. Even when the taxi is driving, I was not concerned about, you know, this and that. I just knew that, you know, God, you know, your, your angels are there protecting me. In actual fact, the whole taxi is protected because I believe in you, God, because I trust in you. you know? And so... The angels of God will be there protecting us and guarding us and making sure that all is well uh, with us. And, and so that's what happened here. Now look at verse 20. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. And they came to him with one accord and persuaded, uh, having persuaded blasters, the king's chamberlain. They asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. Uh, and say so they came and they wanted now Herod to help them. And on appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, you know, took his seat upon the throne and delivered an oration to them. He spoke to them. Yeah. And probably... He was one of those who was boasting, uh, there is no one like me, <coughs> I am the great, <coughs> and uh, you people, who do you think you are? You have to depend upon me, yeah, and if you don't depend upon me, I'm cutting food supply to you. If you don't uh, just acknowledge me and acknowledge my kinship, I will, yeah, maybe he was saying uh, such things, you know, he was giving an oration to them. And the people were shouting, the voice of a, of a God, not of a man. And so they were there clapping, wow, the voice of a God. And it's not a voice of man. And look at that, verse 23. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory. You know, and so the angel of the Lord, right there in the midst of 
everything. The angel of the Lord struck him. So God proved that who is now God. That Herod, you claim to be God and you are, you, you are not correcting these people, that you are just a mere man. Oh, you are getting all these uh, praises and you are feeding on them. Yeah. And so, uh, the angel of the Lord came through and struck him down. And when he struck him up, because he did not give uh, uh, God the glory, he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. You know, he was eaten by worms right there and there, and he breathed his last. You know, but the word of the Lord increased and multiplied. Yeah. So church, what are we seeing here? We're seeing here that the angels are powerful. You know, when God says that I will give charge, I will give instructions to my angels to protect you in all of your way, you know, the angels will protect us. They will guard us in all of our ways. The angels will take care of us. The angels will be there for us. Uh, and so we see here that the angel of the Lord took care of Peter, protected Peter. And what we see here is that the angels protected Peter because the church was praying. See, when we pray, we are assigning angels to go and work on our behalf. And so that is why on New Year's Eve, you need to be making sure that you are at the campus and you're praying. Uh, and so when you pray, God will assign his angels uh, to guide you and to work for you. And in the new year, from the 4th of January, when we are uh, praying and having our fasting and praying for the whole week, join in. You know, during the time of live streaming, join in. Even as we pray, in the evening, go to your campus you know, and pray, pray. We're praying for 2021. You know, should the Lord tarry, uh, that God would, would, would send his angels in 2021. We don't know what will be happening. And so that's why we are trusting in God. You know, it says that those who have, because you have made the Lord, your dwelling place. So that's what we do. We are making the Lord our dwelling place. You know, we are trusting in God and relying on God and saying, God, our hope is in you. Our trust is in you. Our, our uh, uh, everything, we've just uh, thrown ourselves unto you. And when we're praying, you know, God will be giving his angels charge over your life that, you know, about so-and-so, I want you to do this. About so-and-so, I want you to do this. About so-and-so, I want you to do this. You know, let the angels of God guard you and protect you in all of your ways. Because the church, as a church, as a, a person, you are praying. You are praying for your family. You are praying for yourself. You are praying for your children. You are praying for your parents. You are praying for those, your immediate uh, 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 family. You are praying. And the angels of God will be intervening in their, in their situations. You know, when the enemy had planned evil, the angels will come and just uh, destroy that plan. You know, confuse those who are to carry out that plan. Uh, and, uh, you know, that they will never see how that happened. You know, because of the angelic intervention upon your life. I pray that. 
The angels of God will guide you this week, will protect you this week. I pray that you'll be, you'll be protected wherever you go. And I pray that you trust in the Lord with all of your heart so that his angels, that God's angels will be there for you. May it go well with you. May you prosper. May you succeed. May you advance in life. May you do well. In life, in the name of Jesus Christ, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you. May you be above and not beneath. May you be the head and never the tail. May you succeed. May you go further in the name of Jesus Christ. May everything falls into place in your favor in the name of Jesus Christ. May this week be a great week. May this week be a glorious week. May his angels just be around your life, around everything that, that concerns you. May the angels of the Lord be there for you. you know, may you be conscious of the angels of God, of the activity of the angels of God in your life. And the Lord will bless you, you know, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for this, your uh, brethren. I pray that God... They would experience your grace and mercy, that they would see the favor of God upon their lives. I pray that God, all will go well with them. I pray that God, you would protect them, you would guard them, you would be there for them in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that your divine favor, Lord, would be their portion in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that this week will be a great week. This week will be a glorious week. I pray that this week will be a week of abundance for them in Jesus' name. Lord, in Psalm 91, you said that a thousand may fall on our side and 10,000 on our right side, but it will never come near us. I pray that God, no evil will befall them. And even as Father, they share we share of so many deaths that, God, it will never come near your children in the name of Jesus Christ. And above all, God, I pray that your children would serve you, would follow you. Father, would be trusting to you, would depend upon you, would rely on you. I pray that your children, oh God, would put their faith in you at all times in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty God for doing that by your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.